Hello and welcome to the Cargo Bay, a Star Wars conversation podcast being transmitted to you from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I am Brady C. Here with my co-host as always, Adam B. How you doing over there, BC? Doing pretty dandy, Adam B. Uh, Before we launch into today's mega episode on Legacy (laughs) of the Force Betrayal by Aaron Alston. I just want to get. I want to get an update. When when last we left, you had a dentist appointment coming up. This is true. I, I think I think the pod fans. I think our cargo babies, uh, me especially. I just a quick follow up. How'd it go? Uh, me and Doctor Dan for life. Uh, this was maybe the best dentist appointment I've ever had. Uh, BC. It was amazing. Amazing. Felt like I uh. finally found the right office. I went in there. He was like, "Your teeth look great." Um, and I was like, I get really bad pain when people clean the back of my front bottom chompers. He was like, okay, I'm going to give you a bunch of shots. And he did. <laughs> and uh, I was in there like maybe maybe 10 minutes tops. And he was like, yeah, your teeth look good. And then I left. <laughs> it was, it was uh, delightful. I only had one that's... or two little shooting pains during all that, that cleaning. It was delightful. That's like a dream, man. What a what a what a win. I was in what a such victory a good for you. mood. When I, I can make because there's there's so much anxiety going into it that like once one we always make it worse in our head, right? That it's like it's gonna be this horrible thing, and, and usually it's not. So that's typically the worst part about it. But then once you get in and it's a good experience, it's just like I'm walking on sunshine, you know. It's like oh man, this whole pandemic time, I could have been. I could have been doing worse things to my teeth, and it would have been just fine. Gosh, I could have just been brushing my teeth with sour gummies, you know? See, my, my biggest fear is, that, you know, occasionally I'll get a little bummed out, or depressed for a few days, and, you know, the brushing of the teeth might miss a night or two here or there. <laughs> out the window. Uh, Skipped it. And, and it, it, the last two appointments I had, which were not years apart, um, they were both really, really bad. So, yeah, me and Dr. Mm. Dan forever, BC. So thank you for Dr. asking. Dr. Dan for life. Well, I, I may travel out there for my dental work. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, Take I, a, flight. I, a, a high recommendation for Dr. Dan. That's good enough for me. I'm, I'm uh, going back and forth uh, from, from here in Cali to, to Arkansas uh, soon, and it only costs around $600 round trip or whatever. That's not terrible. <laughs> no, it's an okay price. It just hurts me. Other, hurts oh no, it definitely it's definitely painful. But compared to other flights that I've just had to look at for you know, various life reasons, a roundy, a roundy for six hundo, not terrible. And if only we could bring this ship in atmosphere. Uh, I know it just doesn't. The Star Crunch uh, does not hold up as well. In Earth's atmosphere, so unfortunately we can't. We can't, we can't burn use, all that fuel. No, we can't use these valuable valuable resources for uh, dental trips across the country. <laughs> uh, I mean, we could ask PBDO to do a little a little dental check. Is he still here? <laughs> I don't know. PBDO, are you still there? I don't know. Did you hear anything? I might I have. <laughs> I might have heard a little something. <laughs> yeah, he's been he's been kind of MIA lately, but I get it. He's busy. He, you know, he's uh, he's out there auditioning for various Star Wars projects uh, across the across the known universe. Uh, segue. Speaking of Star Wars projects, 
Yeah, we got a lot like of that? stuff going Very on. Very professional. Yeah, I got a lot got a lot of chit chat up top here that I just want to get through today. Not through, just talk about. We don't have to yeah, get yeah. through it. So we can just do it then. We're gonna be talking about regular pace. Legacy of the Force betrayal here in a few minutes, but there's too much stuff happening. So if you're listening to this long in the future, forgive us while we talk about the current goings on in the Star War. And maybe rethink some of your life choices that you're not listening to the cargo bay right when it comes out. Yeah, yeah. It's sure. okay. We forgive you. However, you probably have made some mistakes up to this point that can be rectified. So let this be a lesson. Always listen to these episodes when they drop because we are bringing you the hottest, most current content uh, at all times. Uh, and the hottest, most current, of course... Andor, less than a week away from, I believe, the first three episodes wow. dropping on the D plus, uh, and uh, initial reactions. Or I don't want to go too much into how like people are are like, this is the greatest show. It's there's nothing like this before. It's like okay, fine. I get there's some hyperbole being thrown around about how good this is. I'm excited about it too. Yeah, I'm not gonna go in thinking like. This is this is gonna be like this should have been a, a, a an R related R R rated release in the movie theaters. This is the most hardcore Star Wars political. I'm like, okay, it's Disney Plus. I'm sure it's gonna be fine, but I'm not gonna buy into some of this. Like, it's the best Star Wars that's ever been told. I'm like, okay, let's all just calm down for a second. But I am looking forward to it. Uh, I'm hopeful. So. I'm hopeful for it, but I, I watched that oh, yeah. extended trailer, uh, BC, that IMAX trailer, mm-hmm. and I was yeah. like, "All oh, right, it's gonna be a Disney. Like, it's gonna be a Disney. <laughs> like, right." Um, so I don't know. My my expectations are pretty even as well. Although in that Disney Plus trailer, Cassie and Andor is rocking a Briar pistol, uh, BC, which is Kyle Katarn's um pistol of choice. I was, I was really, really excited to see that. I was a little bit bummed that it did not shoot yellow laser bolts. Um, well, but that's all right. You take the good, you take the bad. <clears throat> but uh, exciting to see them drawing on other sources. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, for sure, good looking pistol. Uh, because a lot of the problems I have with new Star Wars, uh, which Andor is not immune from. Uh, the new ship designs look bad. The new weapon designs look whack. Um, they don't. They don't feel in universe to me. This does feel more uh, in era. And maybe, maybe Kyle Katarn gives it gives it to Andor himself. <laughs> One of Katarn or the Katarn commandos. commandos. No, Katarn uh, would have still been working for the Empire at this point. I think. Okay. I don't know. All right. So yeah, it's. It's exciting. I just want to piggyback real quick on a, a beautiful memory that you just brought up about bad Star Wars ships, which is the Kenobi, <laughs> yeah, the Kenobi the, one the, that poops, <laughs> that poops a ship out of the back yeah, of it. The, the transport that drops an equally large <laughs> transport yeah. out of itself. They're like, we're being chased. We can't. We're. It's. It was a classic Last Jedi. We're like, we're. They're gonna. They're gonna catch us. And then, like, if only there was something we could do. And then Obi Wan's. I'm gonna take this dumpy ship out the back and leave you suckers in here uh one of one of the all-time funniest things that i've seen just a ship crapping a ship out of the back of it and was like what brilliant design some fantastic storytelling from the obi-wan kenobi series oh boy 
Um, if you're new to the podcast, we do like Star Wars. We we, we enjoyed Obi Wan, um, but believe it or not, you can you can laugh at uh, at the things Whoa. you love. Sometimes it can happen. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think. Look, dude, looked at his face and his head is not the right shape. <laughs> that guy's back (laughs) (laughs) there's i can't wait to see what kind of like anger and or inspires in that direction like i can't wait to see what people are mad about as far as them like not getting something in the canon perfect it's probably it's probably be the yellow laser bolts from the from the briar pistol it's it's gonna be that and it's gonna be um all of the uh crypto fascists in the world who are upset about the politics oh, oh, yeah. of andor <laughs> i would imagine they would be like uh star wars is not political why are they taking a dump on fascism right now <laughs> it's like i don't know guys <laughs> yeah maybe take a look at your lives i have a feeling that that is it seems like gonna be part of it because they're like it's so political I'm like uh, yeah like it's it's always been a little political but i mean we'll see how how much andor I mean, it's not hard to be political when you're talking about trying to take down a fascist regime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> about um, oppression? Yeah, by, by taking on a fascist government. Uh, oh, so political. Yeah. So what? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't have a lot of pro-empire um, sympathizers on my on my good guy list, you know, <laughs> who were like, they were really onto something now, with their oppression and their taxation. And, here's uh, something interesting, BC. Uh, this is related to what we're going to talk about later. Okay. Uh, now, the book we're talking about later uh, comes after the Yuzong Vong War, uh, the Yuzong Vong invasion. So there is some argument. Uh, there is some like swirl in this era where it's like, well, you know what? If you hadn't killed the Empire off right before we had this alien invasion, like that's part of what Palpatine was prepping for. It, like that's part of why the Empire is what it was, is because he was trying to build up the universe or the galaxy to stand up to this like outside opposing force. So people are all mad because it was one war and then another war where everyone was disorganized. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I'm a sympathizer now. Maybe Palpatine was right. Can we get those shirts made? Palpatine was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Palpatine was right about everything. <laughs> let's let's yeah, get a Palpatine. bunch of them made and then stand around like voting booths next election and <laughs> just like kind of confuse people. Are you guys trying to yeah. intimidate voters? No, 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 no. We're just no. hanging out. We're just Star Wars fans, uh, excited about democracy. <laughs> yeah, we like Palpatine. Uh, we we think he was right about everything. <laughs> Are you guys familiar with the Yusong Bong War? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. You should read about it. Uh, well, read up before you go in there and press any buttons or pull any levers. I'll just say that. <laughs> It's us sitting with the elderly, <laughs> reading passages out of <laughs> Legends novels. He said unto them, and then we'll <laughs> sing some of our Star Wars hymns together. <laughs> uh, so, Andor, Cassian Andor, yep, the Cassian Andor coming Show, out. coming out <laughs> next week. Very exciting stuff. I'm sure we'll we'll talk a little bit about those first few episodes and how Palpatine was right about everything. I'm take, well, I think we're going to swing the other way. We're going to go pro-fascism uh, <laughs> here. 
So, Palpatine was right. Uh, pushing out a little bit farther, we've got the Tales of the Jedi. Yeah. I'm very excited about. Love seeing this footage. Uh, this is coming October 26th. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people were focusing on, you know, you were looking at Ahsoka, you were looking at your Anakins, you're looking at the the exciting story of Count Dooku in the Jedi days with a, a young Qui-Gon Jinn. Here at the Cargo Bay, we care about one thing, and one thing only, and we're going to make that very clear. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> DC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we really missed an opportunity to pass away. He could have done a reaction video to that trailer and just blown our own heads off out of excitement <laughs> when he had a <laughs> The end. We, do we get yeah. to see, maybe we get to see Yoda and Yaddle uh, copulate and produce Grogi. Yeah, that's Tales of the Jedi After Hours, I think is the sequel that they're working on. Uh, but it seems like Yaddle is just as proficient as flipping around with a lightsaber as Yoda is. Yeah. Fantastic. The The brilliant thing is they didn't have to really do any work on that. They're like, just take some of that old Yoda animation, stick a wig on that thing, and we are set. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to there finally being a Yaddle um, cut of episode two where they also just put a wig on on Yoda. Uh, that's exciting, BC. Uh, that'll be fun. Is that just... It's just a few episodes, right? I think... It, so it, it seems like it's... it's It seems like it's two... So you've got the Count Dooku and the Ahsoka are sort of the two. I think the way they're doing it is they're like three episodes each, but it's almost like they're mini-movies is kind of what it feels like. Um, but it's going to cover a span of time for each of them. Okay. So... It seems like there's it's two parts that are each going to have multiple pieces to it. I'm I'm not sure. I have to look up for sure, but I, I feel like it's six episodes for across the okay. the two stories. Yeah, that'll be um, fun. I feel like it may be all releasing at the same time, so I think you may just be able to go dive right into those. Binge it. Yeah, well, Binge. maybe we'll do an an episode on that um, coming up pretty soon. So I'm sure you and I will finish it relatively quickly. Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, Yaddle hype aside, uh, I'm a huge Ahsoka fan, um, as you and some of our listeners well know. Uh, but I'm I'm particularly excited about seeing some of this Dooku stuff. Yeah, um, honestly, and Qui Gon. Yeah, a little Qui Gon. Apparently, it's um, I'm blanking on the very famous actor's name who plays Qui Gon Jinn. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, Jesus, I uh, need my Prevagen, um, need my brain pills or something. It's all right. Liam Neeson, it's and his son, I guess, is is also uh, doing the younger Qui Gon voice. All right, so, kind of interesting. Cool. I wonder if Liam's trying to parlay that into him getting to play a live action. Although, I, how old is his son? I don't know. I don't I care. Mean, <laughs> Let's move on. I mean, Liam Liam Neeson is not a young man. Uh, anymore. I imagine his son's probably in his late thirties, forties. Okay, just guessing. Okay. So he's not, he can't play a little baby, a little baby Qui Gon. It depends on how hard he tries. <laughs> we could just do a little de aging. Yeah, just teach my first to a baby. 
Dooku, uh, your yeah. apprentice is creepy as hell. Here's the first, Mr. Dooku. <laughs> uh, uh, surprisingly, they did not uh, accept my audition. Next time, tape. PC. Next, next time. time, hopefully. Hopefully next time. I said, you can save all the money on the de-aging technology. I can just do it myself vocally. Well, maybe they'll put you in Bad Batch, BC, because I saw that got an actual release date uh, yeah, for February 20... 2nd or something. 2023? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Mandalorian Season 3 is just a nebulous. It's coming oh, yeah, out in the trailer 2023. Indeed. Uh, yeah, uh, all exciting stuff. Yeah, I like that they've got a new... Um, a new distinct audio track uh, for season three. Um, I like the Boba Fett music, I like the Mandalorian music. I like this trailer track. I was like, ah, this is also weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yep, we're gonna be spending a good, healthy amount of time on Mandalore. Seems like. Yep. Which is uh, which is fun. Some of my favorite stuff from Clone Wars is is the, are those Mandalorian arcs that we get. Uh, on the less exciting news, possibly disappointing news, uh, Rogue Squadron has been pushed off of the official release calendar. Mm-hmm. Now, it seems like this is a formality because it was originally scheduled for, like, December of 2023, and I don't think they've started shooting anything, so they're like, yeah, this isn't going to happen, so yeah, just move it, move it back. Pump the football. Yeah. People... People have been uh, speculating for a long time now. I'm glad to see it go only because a Rogue Squadron movie would make me die of jealousy. Uh, when it comes out, I'm going to enjoy myself and also be like, if I could have been any single one of those background pilots, dang it. Um, so, Well, uh, I mean, they haven't they haven't shot anything. How, how, do, we get, uh, how do we get one of them highfalutin Hollywood agents to get me... you in front of... Uh... Patty Jenkins. Let me call my old commercial agent who I never booked a gig with and uh, say, hey, can you get me in one of those Star Wars shows? Hey, it's me, your non-booking client. <laughs> Just hoping you could get me in a Star Wars. I know I kind of disappeared uh, about two or three years ago, but um, I'd like to be in a Star what Wars. What do you say we go make some Star Wars money together? <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm glad to at least uh, save myself the pain of um, missing out on my greatest dream, uh, being in a Rogue Squadron movie, uh, for a little while longer, BC. I'm not too upset. Okay. I I do want to see that project come to fruition eventually. I do too. Um, And it's it's funny, because I pulled up the Variety article and was looking at like, Hey, you know, it, it it seems like a formality. It just hasn't started shooting. Um, but it got really depressing when I was like, here's all the stuff that Disney was like, we are going to go ahead and release this stuff, including the Snow White remake, Inside Out 2, the Lion King sequel, Mufasa. <laughs> so those are some of the original and brilliant stories coming coming our way from Disney. Now, I like Inside Out. I like Pixar movies. Lion King, fantastic. Whatever. I hate they're, they're just like, we're going to go remake all of our animated classics in live action, and no one's going to give a crap. Uh, but we're going to make sure that that gets a lot of time, money, and effort for those to be made and put out. But it, it's just like, oh, these are, this is, this is the state of Disney film releases, and we're getting 
what seems like a genuinely exciting Star Wars project pushed back. Yeah. So, I don't know. It seems like they are focused very heavily on, on the D-plus and the content coming out there. There's a lot of hubbub now about Mandalorian appearing in a film, you know, as part of the the Andor press tour. I think Pedro Pascal got asked about, hey, do you think Mandalorian should should be in a movie and he was like yeah um so <laughs> well, i mean that's that's i feel like that's the way they should end it like do another season of mando then make the big budget movie and then let's get out of here with the mando that's enough it's been really good Take i don't on. want it to slowly dwindle into yeah Rapola. i think yeah i i think it's i think it's been very successful for them and they're very happy that it has been so successful for disney plus because i mean that's essentially the series yes, that, that launched platform. any prestige <laughs> on on Disney Plus, um, everything else in terms of Star Wars is kind of built off of that. But yeah, so I mean, a, a lot of a lot of news. There's a lot of casting stuff coming out about Acolyte, which is you know still one of those projects that is nebulous but uh, exciting um, for whenever that we get some more details about that. But yeah, just a lot of a lot of Star Wars news coming off the. The D plus Expo, oh, D twenty three, the D twenty three. So if you got your jimmies in a jangle over the Snow White remake, it was a big week for you. <laughs> uh, people get mad about something. I don't know. She's I, not white I, enough. <laughs> the Little Mermaid uh, famously was the the big oh, piece right. of content this right. week. Uh, continuing. Uh, the idiotic trend of stupid people being outraged about the color of fictional beings. <laughs> the um, head doesn't look right. No, her head's wrong. What kind of fish is the bottom half of her? It's supposed to be yeah, grouper. That's, what, that's, grouper. What, that's what you and I were mad about. <laughs> what the? It's supposed to be bluefish. Um, what, you see bass yeah, no, in there? Yeah, it, it, general uh, nitpick with society always will be we're going to uh, call out uh, idiotic racism uh, whenever we see it. And so I uh, definitely want to call out uh, people being oh, upset that The Little Mermaid, a mermaid, a mermaid, a mermaid, a mer person, uh. a half fish lady isn't a white lady. Um, you, uh, stu- this is stupid. You're a stupid person if, if you're upset about that. I'm not apologizing for calling you a stupid person. You should just accept the fact that you're stupid if you think a half fish has to be part white lady who goes to the Starbucks and gets her Starbucks. Uh, uh, she can be a person of color and a half fish, too. Not a big deal. Uh, also, uh, shout out to all the idiots who thinks that elves and people in dragon worlds have to be white, too. You're stupid. You're a stupid, stupid person. You're a stupid idiot, and I think you're stupid. We're dealing with a realm of fantasy. All right, let's let's see. Stop here's, there. here's my fantasy thing, made up, made up stuff, right? You you say we're gonna call it out every time we see it. I say there's no well, way we'll in hell I got time to call it. Call no, it no, all I guess I guess not all the time. But uh, whenever it really irks me, which it has recently, which is surrounding yeah, there's been a the, new wave of it. Oh, the House of the Dragons and the Rings of Power of people just like, uh, a black elf? I don't think so. And you're like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Just shut All your stupid mouth. All of those people mouth. are having the same transformation that Smeagol had. <laughs> like, they're, yeah. <laughs> those are the, it's the exact same energy that um, turns you into a Elves Smeagol. with pointy ears in a magical land can only have skin that is pure as the driven snow. <laughs> 
Uh, go, go sit on something sharp and pointy. I'd use stronger language, but I'm I'm saving it. Make it saving it. <laughs> Large, sharp, and pointy. Large, sharp, and pointy. Yeah, it's just like we're talking about fantasy. We're talking about fictional stories, and you're upset that a fish lady and an elf aren't white. You're an idiot. Yeah, just you're an idiot. If you're listening to this and you're one of those people, you can go I, listen to one I'm of your idiot easy. podcasts. I'm just hoping nobody is still listening to our podcast who's like that. Uh, uh, yeah, hopefully we've successfully driven them out of the house. If not, this is a I bet final warning. I bet there's get out of here. I bet there's something triggering we could throw on our cover for those people that would. I just drive them away. But BC, we're like 28 minutes into this record, uh, Ooh, which I'm a oh little bummed about because I'm, I'm really excited to talk about this. Uh, All right, let's get into it. Let's get into betrayal. Yes, uh, this is my favorite thing we've covered on the pod, BC. Oh, <laughs> this, this book is a disaster, <laughs> and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, you love a Star Wars car crash, though, don't you? I do. I really. I, yeah. I mean, that's part of the reason why I'm a Star Wars fan, or else I would not yeah. have survived the prequel era. Era. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this this comes from the like the thickest part of the old EU, the like most contrived. Like as I as I said before, this is after the Yuuzhan Vong War. Uh, so this is forty BBY. This is 40 years after the Battle of Yavin or whatever. It's after the first right. Death Star was blown up. So, you know, you can do the math. Luke is 60, Han 70. Um, there's all Took sorts of... some real of, Force Awakens ages. Yeah. Kind of right now, right? Yeah. We've already been through a massive uh, invasion war. Uh, lots of stuff has happened for years and years and years in the EU. And now, now we're here for a legacy of the Force... Um, and yeah, it's, I'm not putting blame on the author for this book being a mess so much as like, there's just a lot that's a lot of characters that exist in the universe. There's a lot of cross pollination. Um, I think Aaron Alston did this one. Uh, I've read Indeed. some of his, uh, X-Wing novels. Um, I, I generally like, like the, the writing, you know, it's not, it's not like, uh, it's not literature, you know, right. but like, uh, it's pretty good. Well, it's not confuses with the sun also rises or something, but yeah, yeah. okay, it, it's enjoyable. Yeah. And so this book primarily focuses on Han and Leia as a unit. Mm-hmm. Um, old, and they're old. Yeah, they're, they're old. old. Okay. Luke yep. and Mara Jade, they're usually around. Um, and then we have uh, Jason Solo, uh, who. Who is basically Kylo, like, or is right. he's he's who Kylo is is based on, from what I can tell. Heavily based on. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert, and lots of spoiler alerts going forward because I can't talk about this without spoiling stuff in the timeline of of Legends Star Wars. So you've been gotcha. Uh, Anakin Solo is dead already. Um, yeah, and. So we have Jason Solo and Ben Skywalker hanging out. And I had to look this up because he acts like a child, but Jason Solo is 30 years old. Um, <laughs> ben. Right, let's unpack some of the child, like like an actual, like a child child. Yeah. Like immature. In a way that Star Wars <laughs> characters do. Just in an Anakin Skywalker way, where he's easily deceived and 
by the dark uh, side. Okay. <laughs> like, you know. Classic dark side manipulation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Ben Solo is 13 years old. So let me give you a... So Jason Solo is 30. Ben Solo's much older brother. Cousin. Cousin. Yeah, sorry. Ben, ben Skywalker. Uh, and Ben Skywalker is the product of, Mara. of Luke and Marge. Yes. Ooh, things are getting spicy. So, uh, just a quick, uh, just a, a quick uh, interruption on my behalf. Yes, I know next to nothing about this Legends era of Star Wars. The extent of my Jason Solo came from me looking up my original Topps Finest trading cards oh, from the nineties, um, and 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 grabbing the Jason Solo card um, just to just to be like, okay, I I know of Jason Solo, but my my actual knowledge of of Jason Solo as a character is very limited. So let's pull this. What's out he here. doing on that card, VC? Uh, he's hanging out with some dragons. Oh, okay. Yeah, he looks looks a little young there. Maybe hanging out with some <laughs> some dragons of various shapes and sizes. Yep, dragons. So. Uh, well, that so kind of fills you in on everything you need to know about Jason Solo, BC. He's a dragon boy. He's a dragon and, boy. Uh, he's the obviously the son of of Han and, and Leia, and has a very young Harrison Ford face uh, in that particular rendering well, of him. I I have read some about Jason Solo in the past, um, but I don't remember anything about him or what he was doing. This. This book series seems to be about his fall to the dark side uh, is one of the major, <gasps> major plot lines here. Um, but uh, let me let me try to give you a summary uh, okay. because this is going to okay. get confusing. It's very confusing. Okay, great. Uh, Love it. <laughs> so it, we open up with, I believe it's it's Ben and Jason are are investigating like an arms corporation or something it's like a, a weapons manufacturer because they think they've got some missiles they're not supposed to have um and guess what they do they have missiles they're not supposed to have um they come back to the the jedi and the jedi work with the galactic alliance is what we have now the galactic alliance so the the new republic is gone or whatever uh, as a because of the Yuuzhan Vong War or some something, whatever. We have the Galactic Alliance. They call it the GA. Um, and then you have the Jedi Order, who kind of works okay. in tandem with them, just like they did. Uh, they're also based on Coruscant, which Luke didn't want, but they did it anyway. So, so we're kind of reskinning what we already yes. know and just giving it new names. Welcome to Star Wars. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Uh, <laughs> so they're like, hey, they got these warheads and uh, the Galactic Alliance. And Luke is like, oh, no, you know, this is bad because there are a lot of worlds that are thinking of breaking away from the Galactic Alliance. We're going to have another civil war on our hands. And guess what? Corellia. Separatists almost. Yeah. Yeah. If you were, if you were, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> The, uh, well, what was I going to say? Uh, Corellia. Guess what? Yes, Corellia. Um, guess who's just a bit been appointed a uh, warlord under the prime minister or whatever? Uh, uh, what's his name? Thraken Sal Solo, Han Solo's cousin. 
Wait, hold on. Pause. <laughs> quick, quick. I'm going to take a quick time out. Uh-huh. Han Solo's cousin, uh-huh. Thraken? Thraken. Now, now right. I listened to the... I'm not familiar. I've, I'm a Star Wars fan. I, I, I'm not familiar with Thraken. Well, uh, I listened to the, the audio book of this, which is abridged. Mm-hmm. It's only about six and a half hours long. Um, nice. And the reader pronounced it Thraken sound solo, uh, but also it was Mandalorian. So there was lots of talk about Mandalorians. Um, so it could be, could be, but I don't know how else you say it. Thraken is Thraken a person? Yes, Thraken sound solo is Han Solo's cousin, who is apparently an evil man who has been involved in other Star Wars stories for a long time now. I gotta put the name Thraken right up there as one of the wildest names that I've ever heard for a human character in Star Wars. If you had told me Han had a cousin you're, called Sal, I would have been like, amazing. You're, yeah, you're making great. me self-conscious Sal about this. Let me make sure it's definitely Thraken. It, it really didn't stand out no, to me at all because no, there's a lot of wild stuff going down. In this well, guys, I remember seeing Thraken Sal Solo because I was going over the Wikipedia of it. And I was it like, oh, that's got to be some sort of like demon monster thing just to just it's just han's cousin sal han's cousin right? sal here, here look at <laughs> just look at him on wikipedia he looks okay. like han and sounds like han that's the other thing you need to know <laughs> all right let me go to my platform uh, okay. and i believe has already been president or or like minister of corellia at, at one point or another so he's the warlord of corellia yes okay okay great so yep um, Minister of War. <laughs> anyway, we're we're upset because there are warheads that this one place has, and Thraken Sal Solo, we found out, has plans to reactivate Centerpoint, I believe is the name of it, station, which is an ancient <sighs> uh an ancient space station that has the power to manipulate planets and drag them where it wants to, and it can also collapse planet cores, and it can also apparently shoot a big laser that works like the Death Star. <laughs> Amazing. You love to see so, it. You love a classic bad guy plan. <laughs> it's uh, the classic big Star laser. Wars. We got a big laser that can do a lot of damage. Amazing. Now, this laser was was used by Thraken, and he missed and like blew up half of an Alliance fleet in an earlier war uh, or, ooh, or something. Ooh, anyway, ooh. so basically, and it's really funny in the abridged audiobook because all of this stuff happens so fast and with little discussion. Um, Luke slash the Galactic Alliance is like, well, before we, we get all these planets separating, we need to show a display of force. We need to kind of scare them. And also they've got this super weapon that they could, you know, go crazy with. We got to shut that thing down. Um, yeah. so we're going to, and this, I don't even know if this was covered in the abridged version. I, I don't remember it very well. Uh, but that could also mm-hmm. be my brain. They have a plan to kidnap the prime minister of Corellia, <laughs> for whatever reason, simultaneous to shutting down this space station. So they have like this aerial assault going on. Now, now while Luke and the Galactic Alliance are planning this, Leia and Han go to Corellia and they talk to the prime minister and they're like, hey, seems like something's going to happen bad to you. Uh, like, seems like the Galactic <laughs> Alliance is up to funny stuff. And this is where it's wildly confusing. 
Han, Luke, and Leia like have dinner together and are also on opposite sides of this war. <laughs> like at various like like Han and Leia are because Leia just does whatever the fuck Han wants her to, I guess. Like uh, I don't know. She is she's not a very strong character in these books. Oh, um oh no. I mean she has a lightsaber and she does cool stuff, but she's also just like Yeah, okay, I guess I'll help you start a war so even though han solo <laughs> hates his cousin he is thracking he's ruggedly independent so he doesn't like the galactic alliance you know boss of people around and becoming imperialish so he kind of tips them off um and therefore thwarts the ad abdic the like the the plan to steal the prime minister while ben solo or ben skywalker and jason solo go on the mission to the space station to shut down the space station um and they you know they get into trouble on the space station they fight through some stuff whatever um jason is captured by thracken and like oh. a jedi torture device basically uh, which he gets out of he um and then chases Thracken away. Thracken gets away. But Ben meets a robot who thinks he is his dead cousin, Anakin, Anakin Solo. <laughs> because the only person who could operate the station was Anakin Solo because of some whatever happened during the war. So his biometric data and memories have been put in this behemoth <laughs> robot. <laughs> It's time out. Time out. <laughs> Record scratch. I just want to focus on robot Anakin Solo. Yes. Correct. Uh -huh. What? What the hell is going on? This this seems wildly insane. I don't know why it's a it's a vaguely humanoid robot. It's a big giant sure. thing that has his biometric data and memories in it, so that he can operate the station because. Okay. Only one person can, and it was... And he's already dead, so we've got a retcon. Yeah, so Thracken built this abomination, who the 13-year-old <laughs> Ben Skywalker runs into, and it's like, I am your brother. Hello, brother. Yeah. Hello, brother. And, you know... It, Love me. Again, Want to have a catch, brother. It's a bridge, so it all happens very quickly, which is funny, where Ben's like, oh, no, I'm sad. This is hard. And he convinces... You know, he has the robot examine the security footage and all this stuff and somehow proves you're not Anakin, you're just a robot. And so the robot is sad, but then helps him uh, <laughs> fake self-destruct the station. Um, which is important. Uh, and so the people escape, and then he shuts down the core or whatever, and, and they leave. Um, now, during this... Wedge Antilles has also been kidnapped by the Galactic Alliance. Um, oh because my gosh. they're like, oh, you're gonna fly with the, you're gonna like do stuff with Corellia. And he's like, well, I wasn't going to, but now I am. And we're gonna leave Wedge in the dust here because Wedge does a lot, but this is gonna get even more convoluted. Um, okay, great. What you needed to know about Wedge is at some point he's like sitting on like a government panel. And they're discussing how they're going to, like, bomb civilians and blame it on the Galactic Alliance to help incite the war. <laughs> Whatever. And also, again, at some point, Luke, Leia, Han, and whoever are all at a dinner party together, like, later. <laughs> like, anyway, it's a mess. Uh, so 
there's this war brewing. It's hard for me to keep straight who's on what side at what time. Like, when when Han isn't, the Galactic Alliance is bad. They're bad. Okay. Uh, bad guys. Uh, I mean, it's it's not, so they're not supposed to be. But, like, by book two, which I'm well into now, they are okay. they are just, like, <laughs> rounding people up. Like, they're rounding Corellians up on Coruscant and, you know, like, raiding all the... <laughs> Like the, and this is who the Jedi are aligned yes, with at yes. the time. Okay, um, as much as they are, they're supposed to be neutral, but it's like the it's like it was before. Uh, Classic, yeah. So anyway, that that happens. The station's down. Um, now here's where it's going to get a little confusing. I'm going to make big jump. All right, we're going to brush through some stuff. For some reason that I forget, Jason has all of these artifacts or comes across all of these artifacts that are clues as to something or other. Um, Luke has been dreaming about this shadowy figure, um, having visions of this this evil figure. And uh, I can't remember w- what Jason is up to <laughs> with these, these dang things. I think it's supposed to lead to something having to do with the war. Um, but basically it leads him to this uh, mining outpost um, this abandoned mining outpost where he meets uh basically a sith (laughs) sith lord uh who's like the reason i brought you here is there's a sith lord that i want to fight down in this cavern we gotta go go into this mining facility and fight a sith lord and he's like oh i don't really trust you but okay and so she tells and this is my favorite part of the book uh this this like asteroid or whatever the celestial mass used to be inhabited by a species related to the Minoc. (laughs) (laughs) So there there was a civilization of Minochian people, and they were Force-sensitive, and uh, they were in tune with the Force, and they built these artifacts that could speak to you through the Force, which is one of the things that Jason found and and led him to hear. But at some point... Uh, there was like a caste system, you know, in this society and the Minoc people sealed away. There was like a, a rebellion or something and they sealed a bunch of the Minocs down inside the tunnels uh, where they oh. couldn't, you know, they didn't have enough to subsist on. And so they were eating each other and like, you know, they were dying in these tunnels for years until one rose to power and, and convinced them to, you know, like rise up and kill everyone else. And that Minoc, I guess, was like kind of a proto Sith Lord. <laughs> Just a quick uh, side note: Minocs are silicone-based parasitical organisms that uh, look like kind of like bats. Uh huh. Yeah, they're the things that Great. suck okay. on the power cables and fire. Yeah, love it. Fantastic. Yeah, love it. You love to see that. Okay, so uh, they play a, a not insignificant role in this. Yeah, yeah. They've all amazing. They've all since perished. Um, you know, this was years and years ago. Um, and since the place has been like, there was a mining installation there, and then the miners started to go mad because of the dark side energy uh, in this place. And then this, this, there, there was like a Sith Lord who was like, "Oh, I've, I want to keep this place." <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> they go down into these these tunnels. Um, where it's going to be a thing where they, you know, they fight a Sith Lord, but what it really is is, like, she bridges the force between Jason and Luke, and they're fighting what they think are shadow versions of each other on their separate planets. Like, it's very Kylo and Rey. They're having one of those kind of battles, but they think each thinks the other is just, like, a, a projection made up by, like, the dark side or something. 
they do talk to each other, but they think they're fake. And then th this whole time, the uh, the the lady talking to Jason is like, oh, well, you know, you can be a Sith without being a bad person. And like there was a reason oh. all these other, you know, the classic. So they so they get you. Yep. Yep. The, yeah. The, the classic pitch from a Sith. A classic pitch. And, you know, it's poking holes in his Jedi logic. And there's this yeah. apprentice who's with Jason who I don't remember because, spoiler alert, Jason kills her ass uh, <laughs> here shortly. Um, okay. So, she, and her name is Lumaya, uh, this, who Luke dated at one point, I think, by the way. <laughs> Luke, Luke is having a moment here as, as a very eligible bachelor. We saw him getting down with the smoochies with our main character, Alex, from uh, The Rendezvous with Destiny. Uh-huh. Now, now uh, having procreated successfully with Mara Jade, and uh, and then in a story with the with, with one of his ex flings as well. Yep, fantastic Luke Skywalker content. And this, I didn't even find that part out until the next book. So that's a little that's a little nugget Amazing. from elsewhere. A little teaser. So Lumaya, Dark Lady of the Sith, um, she who at first wasn't a Sith at all, you know, she didn't even, and now she's slowly revealing yeah i'm a sith and here's why you should be a sith and basically she convinces what she convinces jason of is a little bit different here which is that like it is your destiny to become like the sith master and i'm here to serve you because um i'm mm. largely cybernetic at this point and you know the living force like you gotta have you gotta have meat you gotta have body parts <laughs> to really be the master of it so like it's. I mean, ask uh, ask old Anakin Anna Solo hey, robot about that, you know. That's uh well this um, uh, Jason's like well Darth Vader was super powerful and she's like nah not really he had too much mechanical going on like he could have been more powerful, and don't worry you're going to use these powers to save the galaxy uh you know and it it's just your destiny and you have to not be selfish because you're gonna have a lot of pain and suffering you might even have to watch your family members die or, or and or kill your family members uh but it's not about you it's about the the universe and you you know saving it um so he kills he kills that apprentice um because he sees that luke skywalker will die if he doesn't um and he kills her and he's still sees luke dying or something anyway he's basically a sith at this point and he goes on home to help corrupt ben solo who is his his apprentice um and a little baby boy cousin yep yeah and that's um that's pretty much it um like this is just kind of the start of this war it's really weird because leia is betraying the galactic alliance han is betraying the galactic alliance but they're also like they they can talk to each other but not often like the the politics are super weird like the solos yeah. and the skywalkers just play willy-nilly with the fate of the galaxy's lives at all times um in the next book can i talk a little bit about the next book yeah i'm just pulling this up real quick too this is a book one of a nine part book series yeah yeah good christ <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and this was okay. again like a an almost 500 page uh book um i, I listened to the abridged version which i would recommend i guess because uh, like the abridged made it more silly again because they're just kind of like oh okay we'll do this now we'll do this now but 
having read these kind of things before, there's a lot of filler that you you don't need. Um, the next book is opens with Boba Fett, who is seventy something, and he's dying. <laughs> he only has like two years to live because his you know clone DNA is breaking down or whatever. He's getting all kinds of tumors and stuff. <laughs> So he's he's decided that that he either wants to figure out a way to continue to live or see his daughter who hates him and tried to have him killed one more time. Um, So (laughs) he's kind of like, I got to do one of these two things. And it's amazingly like the Boba Fett TV show where he's just kind of like taking jobs and also getting a little softer. Um, He and Han work together to kill Thrak and Salsil. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, what else is it that, that that's absolutely ridiculous that happens? Oh, right. So Boba Fett's daughter, uh, Jason tortures Boba Fett's daughter to death before Boba Fett Jesus. gets to meet her. And this is while Ben, <laughs> ben Solo is watching. And like cool. Luke knows that bad stuff is going on. Like, literally the galactic alliance is doing is like raiding rounding up corellians on coruscant and jason and ben are like heading up the raids and so luke is like hey ben it seems like your cousin is doing some bad stuff and like i don't know if you should be involved in this and ben's like i don't know dad i think i need to figure out whatever this is and luke's like okay (laughs) you do you (laughs) all right you hang out with your torturing cousin. Have a good time. Have fun. So Boba Fett's have fun daughter torturing is dead, the evil but people. his granddaughter turns out to be the one who was following him around uh, space this whole time. Um, Amazing. Anyway, it's it's really a mess. Um, it kind of feels like if we were to have like a random not totally random name generator but a fairly random name generator of like star wars stuff we could do something very similar to this yeah you know oh yeah i mean that's and that was kind of like i've said before the rumor was you could just send in a script and or like a book and get it read and they might just publish it and this is it feels that way you know like this stuff it really does just feel like published fan fiction um because of how wacky it is um and also it, just familial it, it's all it's all only about the skywalkers and the solos they control right. the galaxy if it's not han it's his it's his cousin running all of Corellia. Like what? Thraken. Yeah. Thraken Thraken Sal Solo. If it's not <laughs> like Wedge's Wedge's daughter is important, you know? Like Right. It, it's it's really weird. And and also again that they just like they kinda let their kids do whatever they want. The Jedi Order is a mess, like uh So for just uh for time like where we are as as Star Wars uh Star Wars as a franchise. Yeah. This is circa 2006, which certainly yeah. means it had to have been in development well before then. So we're right around when Revenge of the Sith would have been coming out. Yeah. Seems yeah. a little a little wild westy on the on the general Star Wars canon that's going on here. Yeah. It just is my general sense of it. But you can definitely feel some of the elements that once once canon was made canon no more and turned into legends that they're like well we can still pick and choose some of these sort of basic traits you know i think kylo obviously is is very 
based on some of what we're seeing here. Yeah. Um, and there's some of those old familiar tropes. But some of this stuff is just, I'm going to say it, a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> it's a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, for sure. I, I mean, when the book opens with, like, Han and Luke working on opposite sides of this war and not really having talked about it before, even though they talk, like, it's very strange. And it's hard to believe, like, Han's involvement is very weird. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure this has been set up for a long time. Apparently, him being Corellian is most of his identity. <laughs> Uh, Chewbacca Which has always dead. rung true for Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. he's famously always like, "I'm Han Solo of Corellia." Yeah. Don't you forget it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I definitely want to always be tied to one place, and yeah. regardless a, of the political leanings of that place. I'm a hometown boy, and don't you forget it. That's why I still rock my Letterman's jacket from Corellia High. Well, he does have the Corellian bloodstripe pants. Um, well, those uh, are great pants. I mean, you can't really blame him for that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, VC. It's a, it's a mess. Um, the Boba Fett one is especially a lot of fun so far because uh, the, the, the person reading these abridged books does a really good job, and they're also much better produced. Um, like, part of the way they abridge it is instead of being like, and the laser cannons erupted with the sound of a, a, a rancor having a snooze or whatever. They just play like the laser sound effect, you know, like makes um, that makes sense. So I, I don't know. They've been they've been fun to listen to. And it's also very funny to listen to aimless 70 year old Boba Fett kind of wander around and do business. <laughs> I'm falling apart. Where's my daughter? <laughs> Let's go kill Threk and Sal Solo, Han. Han, old buddy. Han, old buddy. Let's put our differences aside and get this taken care of. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the book, uh, Han is worried that Thraken has paid Boba Fett to kill him. This is the other thing that's very funny about how Thrak and Sal Solo, who is now the the ruler of Corellia, dies. Thraken has Boba Fett in. Because he wants him to do some job. I, I can't even remember what it is at this point. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's to kill Han. Um, he's got someone else doing that. So Boba Fett right. comes in, takes a meeting, and he's like, "Yeah, I think I'll do, but that I'll get back to you." But he hasn't signed. He hasn't agreed to anything yet. No contracts are signed. Yeah. No formal agreements. So just a general meeting. He, someone else talks to Boba Fett while he's out just walking around, and he's like, "Hey." Actually, I want you to kill Thrak and Sal Solo for this amount of money. He's like, okay, I'll do that. Um, <laughs> so he runs into Han at some point. For I can't even remember just why. Just as you do, because Han is also galaxy. going. Han is also <laughs> going to attempt to assassinate Thraken because he's put a bounty on his family's head, and you don't mess with my family. I'm and I'm he's Han a seventy-year-old man. Yeah. Okay, um, I love so, it. I love it. Fantastic, fantastic. He's like, motivations. I'm gonna go kill my cousin. Runs into yep. Boba Fett. Uh, they have a discussion. It's like, you know what? Actually, um, I can't remember what they broker a deal about. Um, but Boba's like, all right, you can take a shot at him if you want. Han's like, just let me get a shot at him. They're like, okay, I got some spare Mandalorian armor. So he puts the spare Mandalorian armor on Boba Fett and this this girl who's following him around for other reasons, and they just walk back up to the the palace or whatever, and they're like, "Hey, can we talk in private?" And he's like, "Yep." 
<laughs> and so mm-hmm. Thracken Sal Solo goes into a private room with one of the most dangerous, the, the most dangerous bounty hunter. In fact, Mandalore himself. He is, he is Mandalore. He is the ruler of the Mandalorians now. He's just like, okay. <laughs> and they go in and do a very messy job of killing him, where Han's like, no, I want to kill him, and... No, I want to take the shot. And then Boba Fett winds up killing him, or or maybe the girl winds up killing him, and then Han just shoots his dead body a few times. <laughs> That's insane. It's all insane. It's all that level of insane. <laughs> that being said, I would pay a large amount of money to see Harrison Ford reprise his role and do this with Tamora Morrison. <laughs> yeah, I would love a just, buddy, a buddy a movie. Buddy. Yeah, the what team up, a classic team up between the two of them solo fat in the movie (laughs) you know maybe that is what the boba fett series is leading to they should name the solo movie the sequel duo (laughs) duo (laughs) so it would be um solo a star wars story colon duo I think it would just be, yeah, I guess it would have to be. Or duo, a Star Wars story, story, colon, sequel (laughs) to part two. And then you get, you know, you get trio, and that's when you bring in um, Zuckus or whatever to the party. (laughs) It's right there waiting for them. I don't know why they haven't started production on duo, the sequel to Solo. (laughs) It's coming, people. It's coming down it's the pipe. Uh, it's, it's gotta. BC, this uh, this was one of my favorite things, if not my favorite thing we've covered on this podcast. This gave me very well, uh, warm you be, feelings. Are you trying to besmirch Wicked and the Dandelion Warriors? I'm not trying to besmirch anything. <laughs> we, we've covered some great content, uh, like the Star Wars Episode One Adventure Book 9. <laughs> <laughs> Short Story <laughs> 72. Uh, volume 12 yeah but this really it warmed my heart because i read some of some of the the you know the eu books growing up and this really feels like that kind of wild uh eu that i know there's something weird about it and it's i don't know it's funny to read about these uh solos and skywalkers especially now that they're all dead forever you know they're not part of yeah. the disney canon it's <laughs> right. uh, kind of yeah. interesting um so I'm going to rate this 10 out of 10. Great book. Oh, amazing. <laughs> listen to the abridged listen to the abridged uh, version for sure. Um, you don't really have to follow what's going on. Um, so <laughs> well, I, I'll say shout out to you for doing the for doing the legwork on this one. It's because uh, you have some history. I mean, you 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 are familiar with some of the legend stuff. To yeah. me, this is just like I I know some names but in terms of like if someone's like give me the history of mara jade i'd be like i don't i don't know i can't really tell you the history of mara jade either uh in full but i she has been in my life a lot she's she's bounced around it's a vague she she is a presence uh yeah so it's like i mean i know the names i'm familiar with some of it but just in terms of of my attachment to any of the like the legends what is now legends uh, extended universe stuff i'm just kind of like I don't know. It's it's all new. It sounds fun and it sounds uh, wild and exciting. It feels a lot like Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, that's when I saw yeah. Rise of Skywalker in the theater for the first time. I was like, this feels like someone let an EU author just 
go off with no notes. <laughs> like, they were just like, I don't know, get us a book in two weeks. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. I, I, uh, Kyle Katarn. Are, are we ever going to release our Rise of Skywalker episode? Oh. Or is that going to be lost in the vaults forever? No, no, it's still, I, I edited some I think on it's it a, a couple page. weeks ago. I think it's I think it's our first Patreon episode. Okay, that'll scare her. We launch that. Pay us money. Here's a pile. <laughs> here's a podcast about everyone's favorite movie. Um, I want to say right quick, Kyle Katarn makes a brief appearance in the second book as a part of the Jedi Council. Oh, which Jedi Jedi Council? It's like, hey, did you know that you're you're uh, hey Luke, did you know Jason Solo is on the news rounding up civilians and. And torturing people to death? And Luke's like, I know it's concerning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm familiar with the situation, but I'm not prepared to do anything. <laughs> I'm not really going to do anything. He's uh, on his own journey now. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of kind of seems to be the attitude. Uh, although, cool. although I forgot what I fell asleep to last night is Han and Leia found out that Jason tortured Boba Fett's daughter to death because they were going to help <laughs> Boba Fett find his daughter. And they're like, uh-oh, did you know you just... They were like, let us see the body. And the body's all, Jesus you know, Christ. like super beat up. And he's like, you know, he was tr- he was invading her mind with a force and gave her an aneurysm. And I do appreciate Han in this moment because Leia has just found all this out and isn't doesn't seem that perturbed in the audiobook. I mean, she's sad or whatever. But Han is like, you're not my son. I never want to talk to you again. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and it's like, it was just a little light torture, Dad. Just, yeah. He's like, no, that's my best friend, Boa Fett's daughter. <laughs> you can't do that. You cannot do that. <laughs> oh, boy. Amazing. Wow, what a what journey. A swing. Should we spin the wheel, BC? See if oh, it'll give us something yeah. good? Um, yeah, heck yeah. And uh, quick quick thought. So we are, I think, so next week, if we're recording at this time, we will have three episodes of Andor yeah. under our belt to discuss. So we can... We can table our previous week's spin, which was another adventure story or like part 16 of a 30-part book series. Uh-huh. Um, so we still have the decision to make between those two. I would push for the the Rogue Squadron prequel from the Adventure Journal. That's just me. Oh, all right. Because um, I think that one was was one of our options. Yeah, the classic. I mean, I mean, we're basically becoming experts on the Star, Star Wars Adventure, Adventure Journals at, yeah. uh, at this point. Uh, but I think that would be a fun one to cover, just because it's uh, uh, topical with the squadron stuff that's uh, that we covered a little bit earlier, yeah. and uh, a little more reasonable because it's a prequel to a story as opposed to like you're going to jump into book twelve of ninety two about something that we don't really know anything about. Yeah, that's just me. I'm I'm with you. Let's do that next week. I love it, and I'm sure we'll we'll we may end up just discussing and or for the most part. True, and. That'll be fine because they're short stories. I'm spinning the wheel, BC. Spinner. Let's see what's it gonna land on. So much. Oh, oh, damn. It was almost. <laughs> it was almost an episode one adventure. Uh, instead, <laughs> we have Star Wars: The Clone Wars: Destiny. Let's see what that is. It appears to be a TV episode, season oh. six, episode twelve. Okay, this is so we covered, I believe, 
another season six episode previously. This seems like it's going to be one of the Yoda oh. going going through a Force journey. This is exciting stuff. Maybe maybe yeah. perfect for letting a... the Force guide him. Yoda voyages into the heart of the galaxy to an ancient world that is one of the wellsprings of the Force and the source of midi chlorians. Oh baby, this is perfect. Yoda undergoes difficult trials administered by the five priestesses, mysterious Force wielders who hold the secret to immortality. Oh yeah, that sounds dope. Right up my alley. I love it. Uh, cool. So we got some Yoda action coming up in a few weeks. Next week, we'll be talking about the Star Wars Adventure Journal of Rogue Squadron. Blah, 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 blah. Cassie Nandor. Cassie Nandor. Anything else you want to talk about, BC, before we uh, bust on out of here? I, th- I, th- I think that's about it. Uh, we are foregoing a hobby talk this week. So quick shout if you're still with us and you're a hobby head. Uh, don't check the YouTube. It's it's not going to be out there for a hobby talk this week. But there is a new Tops uh, 206 tobacco card size product that's been released. These are ordered print on demand, so you can order as many as you want. Uh, you can get a box that's 15 cards. Uh, there's two parallels, eight base cards per box. We've ordered several yes. uh, ourselves. Uh, they're fairly reasonably priced. We've got a couple going into the cargo hold. Uh, we will have several personal boxes that we are going to open uh, whenever those come out. Uh, and then similar to that. with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, I am too. I, I, I mean, there, there's no real big chase to them, but I just like I like those smaller cards. Yeah. Something about them. And they're Seems just going to cool. they're gonna print the parallels up however they need to to get those odds of having two per pack, uh, which is cool. Yeah, I like it. And um, and then similar to a lot of other releases with, with Tops and Tops Now, there's going to be Andor uh, cards coming out. The trailer set came out this week. It's I think it's $10 yeah. as opposed to 20 I thought about which was, getting it just because it's only $10. Um, I like I think the price I made drop. Two because 20 was uh, Way expensive too much, yeah. for those Kenobi cards, which yeah. was kind of frustrating at a certain point. I was like, okay, fine, I'll get... I've already bought episodes one through three. I guess I'll pay twenty dollars for episode four, and then I should get them all. Yeah. So they were expensive, but um, anyway, the it seems like the Andor, at least the initial one, the trailer cards are are ten bucks, so not terrible uh, for that. I mean, not a whole lot of bang for your buck, but uh, uh, more more cards out there that are certainly not tops. Chrome Mandalorian Beskar edition, which are stinky stinky doo doo. Yep, don't buy them. Don't. They are still available on the Tops website. I saw that yesterday. I was like, oh, yep, you can still buy these boxes on the Tops website, which is an indication of a couple things. That it's, one, stinky, stinky doo-doo. Two, they made a lot of stinky, stinky (laughs) doo-doo. Yep. A lot of it. A whole lot. So, yep, Cargo Bay recommends staying away or just buying uh, your favorite individual cards or whatever you want off of the internet because it's cheaper. Yeah, the and the, the market seems to be cooling off a little bit. BC, I got a a a fifty a fifty Grogu character card for for twenty bucks. Uh, that's, that's a deal. My big pickup of the week. That's a deal and a half, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it it would have been a few months ago. It would have been a crazy deal. Uh, right now, I think I think maybe we're approaching yes. better prices. Fingers crossed, because things things got a little wacky for a while, and I've actually stayed generally away from singles lately so yeah i had to 
Uh, but yeah, that's all good news to me, BC. Um, we'll catch you next time. Be sure you check us out on all the different social media platforms, uh, mainly Twitter. Uh, you can send us emails, although I haven't checked that in a while. Got to check the email. Uh, we talk about that every week that we haven't checked our email in a while. You know, leave a comment on the YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you DM us on Twitter or you add us on Twitter, we'll see that for sure. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, bye forever. Until next time, everybody. Go snoke yourselves. Thank <laughs> you.